You're listening to Fair Game with your host, Robert Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two of the Fair Game podcast. I'm your host, Robert Smith. This is our debut episode, and we are thrilled to open this season with this guest. Today's guest is a sensational, independent, sensational, independent country music artist. He's got an amazing... He's got an amazing, you keep interrupting me, sensational artist. (laughs) He's got an amazing wife, four beautiful kids, and a half dozen albums to his name. His hit song, Mr. Red, White, and Blue, is rushing, rushing, no fooling right now, up the country charts on iTunes. You need to go hit your iTunes, download Mr. Red, White, and Blue. He's got his own reality show coming out on Netflix this Friday, November 6th. It's called Country Ever After. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Coffey Anderson. What's going on? How are y'all? I'm good, man. I'm good. Hey, I'm super glad you're here. I want to get to the Netflix show in just a minute. But before that, I want to give my listeners some background on you. You grew up in Bangs, Texas, population about 1,500. 1,100. Is it 11? Yeah, 15 way overshooting it. Okay, well, that's what Google gave me, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll go to 1100. You play shows, Cafe, with more people in the audience than that. If you can briefly take us on the journey from Bangs, Texas, to being the independent country music, music artist that you are. Well, thank you for having me, number one. Number two, my family sang. My mom sang, even though she was a school teacher. My dad promoted artists coming to nightclubs when he was, when he was single back in East Texas. So music has always been in our blood from live shows to singing. My mom sang in church. Grandparents sang. My mom was one of 13. My grandmother was one of 15. So I have uh, 58 first cousins, first cousins. And everybody can sing. All of your singers. Yeah, you got to sing. So it was, Jesus on the main line, tell them what you want, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, just gospel music, jam. Right. So I grew up in Central Texas. So we go to county fairs, and old boys, there's a tear in my beard because I'm dying for you. Are on my lawn. You know, they're just going in, and the whole place is still going nuts. And he ain't danced. He hadn't moonwalked. He hadn't done any of that. I'm going. Huh, I like this. Grab a guitar. In my freshman year in college, I borrowed it from a girl I was dating his daddy. I didn't really like his daughter. He didn't really like his wife. So me and him hung out. <laughs> that ain't funny. <laughs> and he started playing Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. And I started singing it. And he said, boy, you can sign. Take this guitar home, which you learn how to play, give a case and give you a tuner. And I started playing just little praise and worship stuff at the church and little campfire songs. And when every time I sang and played, people showed up and they kept showing up. And I it, living in a small town, you can really be small minded. Come on, somebody. Yes. Come on, somebody. You can get small minded. You can think that the mayor and the superintendent of the school run the world and they don't. They don't. You can think the people that are on your fair board have all the power in their hands and they don't. And you may think that your small town mindset 
is exactly how the world is, and it's not. Yep. The moment I left, I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma after graduating, and I realized it was a big old town. And it would look little pubs and bars and nightclubs and little fairs and little county fairs. And I'm going, hmm, okay, huh, still a bubble. I moved to LA. I was like, listen, I need to go to the powers that be. I have this internal Karen in my heart that says, let me talk to your manager. So inside <laughs> this big brown man, there's a woman in here going with the short hair like this. I need to talk to your manager. Cause I'm tired of talking to other people that are on the same level as me about what I need to do for the future. Your inner Karen to show up the moment you're trying to build your fair, your festival, getting new blood, new ideas on how to get new streams of income for the old ways of doing it. I need to talk to somebody else. I need to talk to a manager. Cause if I'm talking to other people that are just like me, I won't make it. Not to where I want to go. And that pushed you, that drove you up. So if someone, oh, like, my. If, someone if someone out there, Coffee, if they're listening to this podcast and they were a music act and they're trying to cut their teeth just the way you did in the music industry, is there a book you recommend or a course or some way they can learn to become a, sex, a successful artist without having to go to Nashville, without having to have that major record label? Absolutely. Well, I, I created a system called Record Label in a Box. It's 16 hours of video, printables, sales videos of me teaching you how to work the phone. And this isn't just for artists. This is for fair buyers. These are people that are selling ads, whatever it may be. There is an option for you to learn how to sell. The largest search engine in the world is YouTube. The largest search on that search engine is how to. If you don't know these tools, if you don't have them, it's your own fault. Yep. The, the, the lack of personal responsibility, it has been leading. It, it's, 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 it's crazy that people don't want to take responsibility for where they are. Well, Number Tony, two, go ahead. I was just going to say, Tony Robbins says it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. So All day. All day. All day. Go ahead. If you don't know item, it's your fault. Item two, no. go on. And, and, and the second thing is, is you have to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to people that know more than I do about what I'm doing. And a lot of times when you see someone being successful, you want to poke holes into why they got successful or give excuses instead of calling them on the phone. Get your inner Karen on and figure out <laughs> how can I get this information and how can I up my level? We've upgraded our phones, but we haven't upgraded our mentality. That's a great point. That's a great point. So coming in you know, along the way as you're growing up as an artist and you're developing, there was an artist out there, like that person you just described, you know, someone that is where you want to be. Which artist was it that really inspired you that you said, I need to figure out how he's doing this or she's doing this? Um, it was actually a rapper from Houston named Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. That was his, um, at the beginning of every song, he would say, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. And so people were like, and when his songs first came out, people were like, Hey, this song is about Mike Jones. People go, who? So he made that part of the pitch. And so he also had his phone number, 281-330-8004, That was, so everybody, now everybody knows Mike Jones' name and his phone number in the first 10 seconds of every song. I need to get that down. Because not only do I want them to be able to know who I am and what product I'm selling. They didn't know how to contact me. So every music video I put out had my contact information on the bottom of it. That's why I have a second phone. 
It's like an iPhone 3, but it has a phone number on it from my Facebook. And there's a half a million people on it. So I'm still getting messages. I'm still getting calls. Have you made yourself available and adjusted? When artists come in, oh, I need security. I need vegan water, room temperature for <laughs> Vegan water. You know what I mean? Like, who made you the Dalai Lama? Who made you made of glass so you can't be touched? Especially for so many of these events where you're playing the West Texas Fair or the Tulsa rodeo, State right. Fair or Rodeo, right? And you're coming in there like you're Garth Brooks playing Dallas Stadium. And it's just, it's not how it is. You're not Garth. And let me tell you about Garth. Garth is still the guy that finishes a show, changes his clothes, puts on a different hat with a Carhartt jacket and helps people rotate and push all that road gear back in the truck. So he's, he's helping stage, push his but you don't gear. want, you don't want that. Always. Good man. Good man. I'm not a fan of his music. I'm a fan of his work ethic. I'm a Dwight Yoakam guy. You can tell by the shape of my hat. Yeah. I'm a Dwight Yoakam guy. I was wondering. Always. So you've got half a dozen or so albums to your credit. What, out of all of your songs, which one means the most to you and why? Um, I think Mr. Red, White, and Blue is, is one of the ones that means the most to me. Everybody told me I was crazy. I wrote it in 2012. 2012, I wrote Mr. Red, White, and Blue. I got told by Broken Bow Records, yeah, we have a hat act. You're not listening to this song? This is a big song. Yeah, we're doing truck, 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 beer, beer, beer. Hey, girl, 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 tailgate, 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 tailgate. That's what we're doing. And we're doing it with rap beats and banjos. Okay, yeah, but you don't want a country music artist to have a hat. You don't really want them to be from Texas because everybody you got on your roster is from a private school in Atlanta. Wow. I grew up in the sticks. Huh. Okay, cool. All right. I'm just going to put it out myself. Put out Mr. Red, White, and Blue. This Hollywood music video director took $7,500 of our money and left with his girlfriend and didn't give us a video. Mm. So we got this. Canon T2i right here with a 50 lens and shot Mr. Red, White, and Blue on it. On just a basic Canon with a kit lens. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then we, we made it 24 frames. So it gave it that, a, that moving right. aggressive video shoot. And then I edited it in final cut. It, it it's, 29, it's 29 million views on my, on our Facebook page. And it's number five on the country charts it, it right a, now. I saw six yesterday. So it's up to number five. Let me tell you, number what we, five. What, we just got Nate, his own iPhone. And even though I have the song, we downloaded it separate, so you got another hit on that. <laughs> you got another download for it. I'll tell you. So, listen, we wanted to talk on the podcast today about how, you know, this pandemic in 2020 has affected so many of us that are artists, and it's been a hell of a year for everybody. Uh, but before we do that, the roller coaster for your family started long before 2020 when your wife, Priscilla, was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. How is that journey going for her and your family right now? Well, um, she is, she was diagnosed stage three when we were filming our reality show on Netflix country ever after she is now stage four because it moved from the colon to the lymph nodes. She starts her second immunotherapy infusion, which is actually a medical trial on Friday, but she's, her hair is growing back. She's strong, but there's just, 
there's a lot of things that you have to fight. It's not exactly just the cancer. It's the side effects of chemotherapy or immunotherapy or the, the dizziness, the forgetfulness, the throwing up, the aches, the pains, the cramps. It's a lot that people go through. It's the enlargement of the liver. There's a lot of things that people go, oh, well, cancer killed them. Well, side effects of chemo kill, kills people too. And so does radiation. So you have to figure out what works for you and make that balance. Well, I got to tell you, you know, I keep up with Chrisilla on follow her along on Instagram and I see her stories and I know the last week or two, she was struggling a little bit uh, with some kind of a reaction to one of those treatments. But other than that, man, her spirit through all of this, her smile, her love for those baby's ears, her dancing, if that does not inspire somebody, then they are not inspirable because she has been an absolute warrior through all of this. 100%. Back, well, we, you know, we all wish her we're rooting for all of her and, and you, family. And uh, thank you. Uh, so I hope that this, she starts to find some relief and something works here. But to the pandemic, you know, back in early March, somewhere around the 6th of March, the city of Austin canceled South by Southwest. And I think at that point, a few of us thought maybe we're overreacting. Maybe that's a little too much. But then a week later, Houston Livestock Show cancels. You were, were you scheduled to play that? at houston i was scheduled to do the parking lot party yeah on yeah. george street day mm-hmm. and they pulled the plug on that what are you thinking do you remember where you were when you heard that and you start seeing all these big shows fall what are you thinking at that point the first thing i thought was, was how to take care of my band number one I, I, I have guys that work hard for me and i want to make sure that we don't lose income for them for their families one of them had just gotten married one of them um uh, his wife was sick for a while the other one was looking to pay for college. He's going to Texas A&M. So I wanted to make sure that my band had some type of income. So that's the first thing I thought of. Second thing was South by Southwest canceled. How many artists put all their eggs in that basket and didn't diversify the opportunity to make new streams of income? Lots. Lots. It almost um, reminds me of the dot-com burst when so many, so many dot-coms back in the day put all their, their $5 million of advertising budget all into the Super Bowl commercial, and six weeks later, they were out of business. With nothing. With nothing. How can you operate effectively with the lowest amount of overhead is how you win. And so having, having that mentality has not only kept liquid, it's also kept us in the game and kept us ahead with new ways of, of reaching a great amount of people when it comes to advertising. I think that next day, I did a Facebook Live and, ta- and pinned my Venmo at the bottom, pinned my, pinned my PayPal at the bottom. I think we did $4,300 in two days of people saying, I'll buy, and I was offering an autograph CD, a hat, whatever it may be. And so the ability to pivot but learning those technologies and watching videos and, okay, how do I do this more effectively? How do I get in front of more people? How do I not only run a Facebook ad, but run it just in a zip code of where I'm going to go next? And we also provided um, alternatives to the live shows for people that, that already purchased them. So you pivot, you take care of the people that take care of you. So you were able to make some adjustments and even, I mean, even though you take a financial hit cause you're not doing all those shows, you're still right. able to make an adjustment off the top of your head. Do you know, even rough guess the number of shows you had to cancel this year? Uh, 13, 13 major, major majors. Shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of revenue. I mean, for us, it was, uh, I think we were at, we had nine fairs cancel, but then we had three more that were in process that never came to fruition because of it. That's, you know, it's a big well, hit. You, you get it. 
so 2020, though, has not been all doom and gloom. However, you've got your own reality show, man, and it debuts on Netflix on Friday, Friday November 6th. Tell us about it. Country Ever After is a 12-episode season reality show bought by Netflix. It's a Netflix original. And it is documenting my wife and I, our journey as husband and wife. I am a black country singer from Texas. She is a white hip-hop dancer that grew up in Las Vegas, now living in L.A. We have three beautiful kids. It, has my, it, it chronicles my career. It shows um, her transition from dancing to uh, fighting cancer and us living in this crazy time as, as husband and wife, best friends, and also parents. It is the only family-friendly show that has been released in the last 18 months across all formats. That's so if you're two years cool. old or 102 years old, you can watch our show. We're the only one. Yeah, you will and- laugh, you will cry, you will pull for us, uh, you will cheer for us, and you'll see yourself in our family. Well, and I remember you and I were talking uh, when we ran into each other there in Abilene. There's my concern was, you know, you guys get announced the country ever after is coming out. I'm like, man, my buddy Cafe's got this great. This is going to be awesome. But at the same time, this documentary called Cuties also comes out on Netflix and all across Twitter, people are like, I'm canceling Netflix. And I'm like, no, 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 y'all don't do that. Just watch country ever after instead. Do you think people realize that the more they talk about cuties on social media, the more they're, even if they're bashing it and they're saying this is inappropriate, do you think they click that that's actually driving marketing for that show instead of just shutting up and leaving it alone? The, the cancel culture is real and the methods are backwards. If you want more clean content to show up on your feed, stop commenting on visual trauma. Thank you. When you see fights or murders or creepy stuff, you're commenting on it, you're sharing it. Guess what the algorithm says? Oh, this person likes this type of content. Now when you scroll, that's all you're gonna be seeing every time you open your phone or open your feed. The Bible says whatsoever is beautiful, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is righteous, focus on these things. When you see something that you like, that's family friendly, that you can relate to, hit the thumbs up, Mm -hmm. hit like, and guess what? Facebook, Instagram, they start addressing and adjusting your feed. Now your feed is showing more of what you like. Um, When you hit the thumbs up on Netflix, on Amazon Prime streaming, on all of these streaming, Hulu, on shows that you like that are clean. That's the kind of content Hollywood says, oh, there's a crowd for this. Hollywood doesn't care about the content. They care about sales. Correct. And the algorithm, I like to say, the algorithm does not have a moral compass. And we run into that problem. The algorithm is undefeated. Yes, and we run into that problem with fairs all the time. You know, you get some animal rights group that puts out some video, and instead of just thumbs downing or leaving it alone, not even reacting to it, just moving on with their day, they share it, they comment on it, even though it's criticizing it. And all that does is, perp- you know, it drives it more throughout the, the feed. Yeah. So you've got uh, three kids there with you. You and Miss Chris have three kids. Yeah. What we are the names? We have, uh, Ethan is nine, Everly is three, and Emory will be seven. They so, are, yeah. if anybody follows you, they, I mean, 
they're definitely your world. Um, I, I see it every time I'm looking on on your your Instagram feed. How are they handling uh, this whole Netflix reality show? Because they're going to be all they love it. They yeah. love it. They love it. And, and it, it, it's our lifestyle. We didn't have to read lines like some of these reality shows. We are who we are. Yeah. And so we, we were just being ourselves, and the cameras were just following us. They're great. They're smart. They're they're strong babies, and it's good. Awesome. It's clear to me. And I think anyone who's listened to your lyrics, that family is a real driving force for you. During this pandemic, a lot of families have suddenly found themselves trying to balance teaching their kids virtually from home, being locked down, trying to work from home or be at home working. Uh, They're dealing with loss of income, lots of stress going on for families all across the country. True. You're in the middle of a ton of stress, obviously, even, even in a good year. I mean, you, you right. really entertainers lead stressful lives. What Absolutely. advice, what advice do you give to couples who are dealing with the stress of this pandemic that, it, uh, that it's put on their marriages? Um, number one, give yourself a break. If something is too much, then it's too much. Back up, breathe. If you don't understand uh, five digit inversion subtraction, it's Okay. A lot of us don't. So don't let the homeschooling strain a relationship between you and your kid and how you live your life. Stress is a killer. Um, nobody's talking about suicide killing people. This, the suicide numbers are destroying families. Um, and we can talk about COVID, but there are a, an enormous amount of suicides that are happening and, some, and there was a woman in our area. She was a single mom of three. Mm. Now the children have nobody to watch over them. And they went into the system because of suicide, because she felt like it was too much for her to take. And she didn't want to keep screaming at her children and carrying on. These, these are real life situations that are happening. So number one, give yourself a break. If you don't know it, it's okay, breathe. Number two, talk. Whether you have a mask on or not walking into a store, it's not a muzzle. It's not soundproof. When I walk in, I'm going, hey, what's going on? How are y'all? I get on a plane. I know everybody on the plane by the time the plane lands. I know about it. I've watched everybody. Be the light. It's so much, it's, it's so much more effective to light a candle in darkness than it is to curse the darkness. Be the light. Be that candle. Talk and give yourself a break. I think it makes such a difference. No, I agree. And Sarah and I, one of the things that we've done is we've made sure that we go in the bedroom, we got a walk-in closet, we close the door, we sit down on the floor and we powwow at least once or twice a week to make sure we're on the same page because it's real easy in the hustle and bustle right now. You have to. You miss something. Somebody says something, you misinterpret it, and then all of a sudden you get hurt feelings. It's getting that, if you're having stress with your partner, Look, just lay it all out and be like, I might have said this. It might have pissed you off. This is what I really meant. How are you feeling about it? Those communications will save that this marriage and your marriage going through the pandemic. Right. And I, I was singing in, in Lubbock, Texas, and, I, I, and I'll, I'll try to close with this. I don't want to keep you too long. And I was singing in Lubbock, Texas, and we had a dance where if you've been married less than five years, exit the, this, this dance floor. You've been married less than 10 years, exit. Less than 20 years. And so the crowd starts dwindling a little bit. Less than 50 years, and there's three couples left. I said, you've been married less than 60 years. And 
Everybody left with this one couple. And they had been married 62 years, 62 years, into having a successful marriage. 62 years. That's wild. And still walking, talking, alert, going. I mean, they think they married at 15 and 16, you know? And so he says, and so I, I handed him the mic and he did this. He pointed at her. <laughs> He's pointing at her, says, let her talk. Number, number one. Number two, she gets the mic and she says, well, the secret to success in our is I realized it didn't take me too long to train a new one. I bless Oh, we're getting you. You're breaking up a little bit right there. What did What did she say there? Oh, she said, I realized that it would take me too long to train a new one. Too long to train a new one. Nice. Well, it, it, it wasn't that deep. It, yeah. it wasn't that deep. It was, let me figure out how we can operate together, how we can make this work. Yeah. No different than sitting in the closet. It's no different than having coffee together and saying, where are we right now? Yep. How are you really feeling? And with Crisilla and I, we always say, sometimes we'll say, I don't need, she'll say, I don't need my husband because my husband wants to fix everything. I need my best friend. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. Coffee, we're about out of time, but um, everybody's coming on the show. We're doing a speed round of questions. So I'm going to ask you questions. Let's go. Quick okay. answers. Name a place okay. you've never traveled, but you want to visit. Bora Bora. Name one food you can't live without. Trump. What's an item you absolutely must have with you on tour? New socks. Favorite brand of boots? Ooh. Don't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do I know that. you're a boots guy. Like, like you're I saying, am. You got Lacazy boots and Jordans on the side, right? Come on. Uh, uh, and I just did a deal. And then I'm also talking with El Capitan. They don't come out to NFR, which I'm singing the national anthem in the stadium December 4th. Keep going. Uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek. Good, good man. And, Star Trek. And last question. What is the first thing you noticed about Crisilla? Her legs. It was her legs. She's a hell of a oh, dancer, bro. man. I mean, she's amazing. She showed up and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, legs. I was like, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. Nice. Athlete. Nice. Uh, I know you've got just a few minutes. Did you want to play a song real quick? You know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play you something. You got a little something? Maybe, uh, you know, a, a verse and a chorus or something on something? Yeah, of course. I should All be. right. This is him. Coffee Anderson. Go for it. Here's Miss Red, White, and Blue. Thankful for everyone that's ever served our country. It's dedicated to you. It's the guts and it's the glory. A hundred stripes, a hundred story. It's the Pledge of Allegiance on the 4th of July. It's some handwritten letters from home. It's some sleepless nights and long. It's his newborn baby he loves with his wife. Mr. Red, White, and Blue, lay down his life. Mr. Red, White, and Blue, for these stars and stripes. 
stand on the front line. You pay the ultimate price, Mr. Red, White, and Blue. Absolutely amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, the new reality show starring Coffee Anderson so and much. his family is called Country Ever After. You can see it coming to Netflix beginning this Friday, November the 6th. Coffee. Yes. Where can, Come on. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, number one, add me on your Spotify. Um, Apple Music. You can also find me on my YouTube channel, which is Cafe Southern Man. And Cafe I'm always forward Southern to connecting Man. with you guys. Add Country Ever After onto your Netflix. Hit the thumbs up so we can get more family friendly content up and yep. we can have a season two. Robert, thank you so yes. much for having me. Tell, thanks tell, for tell Nate and your awesome wifey. I said hello. I will do that. Cafe, my friend, thanks for being on the show today. Absolutely. Bless you, brother. See you. Take care. Folks, be sure to check out Cafe on iTunes and Spotify. We apologize, Zoom got a little glitchy there while Cafe was singing, and we want to do right by our listeners. So, here's the album version of Mr. Red, White, and Blue. If you enjoy it, make sure you download it from iTunes. I'm Robert Smith. Thanks for joining us on the Fair Game Podcast. It's the guts and it's the glory A hundred stripes, a hundred stories It's the Pledge of Allegiance on the 4th of July it's them handwritten letters from home It's them sleepless nights alone It's his newborn baby he left with his wife Mr. Red, White and Blue
watching live.